This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, today uh, I know that this week's parsha is Vayeshev. I also know that this coming Sunday night in Ritz Hashem is when Hanukkah is going to begin. So we can't wait till Sunday night to start being mechin, to start preparing for the avodah of Hanukkah, not just lighting the Hanukkah, the candles, but in terms of our Agashos Halev, our avodah Hashem, we have to start thinking about, we have to start being mechin and preparing for already, uh, I don't want to say shvur because it's a good thing, not chas v'sham, something else. So I thought perhaps today we'll do a little bit of a chana for Hanukkah, and then maybe next week we'll have some intersection between Hanukkah and the Parsha to continue that message and to really be able to achieve and, uh, and, and ascend the throne, so to speak, in being able to be makasher to and to enhance our experience of Hanukkah. So we know the Gemara in Shabbos and the Chafala Fomud Beis. Very famous Gemara, the, one of the most famous Gemaras that pertains to, to Hanukkah. Hanukkah, unlike Purim, does not have its own Mesechta. Why that is, is for another time. But the Gemara very famously talks about the three levels of lighting our Hanukkah. It's one of the only mitzvahs in the Torah where there's like three levels. Usually there's one level. You eat matzah. You sit in a sukkah. You shake lulav and estrog. You wear tzitzis. You wear tefillin. There's no, you know, basic, you know, low level way of performing the mitzvah. And then there's another level and then there's another level. It's a very unusual thing. They're mahajim, but not three levels and not the way that we're supposed to strive. And it's not as specified and it's not as clearly objectified in the way that we're doing it in this way. So the Gemara talks about it. And the Gemara talks, so we know we're all familiar, the very famous machlokas between Beishamai and Basilo. Beishamai tells you, they start off with eight, you go down to one. Basilo says, for mahajim and amahajim, you go from one and you go up to eight. The Gemara itself tries, attempts, and provides for us two different hasbeirim, two different explanations as to perhaps what the nekudas hamachlokas Perhaps, what is the basis for this machlokas? And the Gemara gives different suggestions, um, whether it's keneged yamim hanichnasim, how many days we have left, versus keneged yamim hayotzin, how many days have passed. That's one possibility. Or Beisham may still have a different suggestion. The, the Gemara gives a different suggestion. Perhaps Beisham holds like the pari hachag. We know that on Sukkot we bring seventy karbanos for the, the non-Jews of the world. And on day number one of Sukkot, it's 13. On day number two, it's 12. On day number three, it's 11. Until we get to seven on the last day of Sukkot. There's a lot of Torah to talk about what in the world the correspondence, the correlation is between Sukkot and Hanukkah. And why all of a sudden now, Beis Shammai seems to be pulling something out of the clouds and it doesn't necessarily have any connection to. And of course, Beis Hillel brings what is a very, very famous Shas concept, Malin Bakodesh, that we always go up, we ascend in holiness, we never descend in holiness. That is the Gemara, it's been a very, very short, concise recap that we're all familiar with. However, what I'd like to do today is go retro with you, okay? What I mean retro is, um, I'm a couple of years younger than some of you, but uh, I went to yeshiva a long, long time ago, almost 30 years ago, and my first year in yeshiva... At the beginning of the year, I had some Immuna questions. I had some things that I was grappling with. I grew, grew up observant my whole life. And it was my first year of Beis Medrash. And before I had to really get into learning, I really needed to understand me and my relationship with Hashem. I was privileged at the very beginning of my first year of Beis Medrash to develop a strong Kesher to a Rebbe in the yeshiva I was learning in. And he said, what you need is to have a Chavruso with the Rosh Kolel of the Beis Medrash. A very hush of a Jew. 
His name was Radovid Fuchs. I found out about a year ago that he had passed away already. Um, he was actually a Balchuva himself. Uh, he grew up in Chicago and he was a boxer, actually an amateur boxer. If you saw his hands, you'd see he has hands of a boxer. He became Frum and ultimately became a massive, massive Talmud Chacham. He was Machmed, even though he was American and had a very strong Chicago accent, he would not speak English. He would only speak Hebrew. So as you probably could imagine, uh, my Chavrusa with him was not only about Torah learning, but trying to figure out exactly what he was saying because he was speaking Hebrew and my Hebrew wasn't as good. Uh, so that was an experience in and of itself. But we learned Pirkei Avos together. We learned Pirkei Avos. And he shared with me an incredible, incredible insight about a machlokis between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel that on the surface seems to have absolutely no connection to the machlokis about Mahadrin Mahadrin. But after he presented this, it blew me away, not only because it explained a fundamental basis in Chinuch, in our Hashkafas Achaim, our outlook of how we're supposed to educate and inspire others, but how he was able to connect the dots in two areas of Torah that on the surface seem to have nothing to do with each other, only to discover that they're so intertwined. And it was such a powerful message to me as an 18-year-old to see that there's not independent values in Torah. That all of Torah, no matter where it's from, is all interconnected. And every part of Torah has what to do with one another. And I want to share that with you today, not only as an achana, as we who have children and grandchildren, as we who perhaps give shiurim, to understand what our attitude and approach needs to be, and also to be inspired and to serve as an Elon Nishama for this great person, Rav David Fuchs Zatzal. And he suggests the following as to perhaps what is the basis for the machlokis between Beishama and Beishilel, eight down to one, or one up to eight. And he says it's based on a Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. The first Mishnah in Pirkei Avos is very famous. Moshe kibel Torah misinai, umisaru liyoshua, viyoshua lezekenim, ulezekenim lenevim, unevim asulan sheikhnes hagedola. Sidebar has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but today I'm in a good mood, Moshe Leib. So it's BOGO. Buy one, get one. I'm going to give you an extra Dvar Torah just, just for you. You ready? Famous question. Moshe kibel Torah misinai? No. Sinai is an inanimate object. He did not receive anything from Sinai. What's Pshat? It should say Moshe Kibel Torah Al Sinai or May Hashem Al Sinai. Moshe Kibel Torah Mi Sinai. That is an inaccurate literary description, Rabbi Brand. Agree? Gotta ask the question. What's Pshat? Zok the Kedusha Salevi. Moshe Kibel Torah Misina. What's Pshat? Pshat is he received what Torah needs to be predicated on. Sinai was the smallest of all the mountains. Sinai was the one that had the least pomp and circumstance. Sinai was not a high profile, glorious mountain that everybody was admiring. And yet, that's the exact location that Hashem chooses. To not only give over the Torah, but to use as the platform to communicate the Torah. Moshe understood if he was going to be the vehicle, the human being, to serve as God's shliach, to transfer and transmit the Torah to the next generation, he needed to be that level of humility. And that's shot in the Pasuk we're all familiar with, Moshe Anav Mikol Adam. Moshe understood that prerequisite to being a cleave. Not only to be Makabel the Torah, but to transmit the Torah to the next generation, he was Makabel Misinai. 
He was Mikabal, the message, the prerequisite of what was necessary to receive the Torah, and that's humility. Moshaleb, Bogo. Buy one, get one. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the second to last phrase in this Mishnah. The Mishnah continues on and it says, Heim Amr Shloshadvarim. These are the three things. Number one, having been tuned by Din, be deliberate in judgment that we're familiar with. Ve'emidu talmidim harbe. Amass a lot of students. That's what the words mean. There's a machlokas between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai how to understand these three words. Ha'emidu talmidim harbe. Ha'emidu talmidim harbe. Rabbeinu Yon in the next source quotes the machlokas. Here we go. Beis Shammai says, quantity over quality. Ha'emidu talmidim harbe does not mean that you are supposed to amass a multitude of physical students. It means take the top five students, invest everything into those students, so that ultimately they can become the manhige Yisrael, the Gedole Hador. Hamidu Talmidim Harbe. Harbe doesn't mean, in terms of the fact that you need to amass physically a tremendous quantity of students. Instead, what it means is identify who are the ones that have the greatest kochos and kishronos, talents, capacities, and learning, and transmitting the Masora, the tradition, to the next generation. Invest all of your time and effort into those people because that's what you're ultimately going to need. Basil disagrees. Philosophically, educationally, disagreed. All found the Rabbeinu Yoni. You'll read on your own time. You'll see I'm not making it up. Basil says, no. Hamidu Tamidim Harbe means literally what it says amass quantities of students quantity over quality more people need to be able to link into limanat torah more people need to link into tap in to the torah hashem to understand hashem and his world more people need to be able to feel connected and invested in the constant ongoing process of torah and halachic development quantity over quality but the rabbeinu yonah the Rabbeinu Yonah does not stop there. It's in print. It's right there. I brought it in on purpose so that you could read it on your own time. Rabbeinu Yonah tells over the story that Hill Azakin, the Rosh Hashiva Beis Hillel, Hill Azakin was going ahead and he was giving shir one day. And before he gave shir, like every good rabbi does, what do you do? What do you do before you give shir? You got to take attendance. You got to make sure the all basketball, the Talmidim are there. He's going through, he's going through the, the list of people and lo and behold, he notices that one of the younger men, one of the youngest guys in the shir is not there. So he tar- turns to the chevra and he says to the chevra, no, where is he? And the response from the chevra was, eh, don't worry, he's a young guy, he probably doesn't understand anything anyway. Let's go right there, let's start the shir. And Hillel absolutely refused. Again, all in this anecdote that Rabbi Yonah includes in his commentary on the Mishnah Pirkei Avos. And he says, I will not start the shir until this younger man comes to attend. Says Rabbeinu Yonah, what's the end of the story? Who is that younger man? Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Ooh, checkmate. 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 Because Basilo says we don't look at the finished product. We look at the potential. But here's where it gets so gishmak. You ready, Rabbi Brand? Fasten your seatbelt. Here it comes. Says Rabbi David Fuchs. This machlokas between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Hamidu talmidim harbe. Invest in the few, but give it all you've got and work with what you have, not with the potential. And Beis Hillel says work with the potential. 
and not with what you have. That's the exact machlokes of Mahadrin, Mina Mahadrin. Think about it. Oh, clicked, right? Givaldic. Here we go. Says Beishamai, I've got eight days of Hanukkah. How many candles am I going to light? I'm going to light eight because that's all I've got in front of me right now. All I know is I've got eight days of Hanukkah. So I'm going to light eight days starting with the eight candles on the first day. Comes Beis Hill and says, what are you talking about? Today's day number one. Tomorrow is going to be day number two. The next day is going to be day number three. I'm going to be Mosif Veholech. I'm going to take the Pintalayid. I'm going to take that one little candle. And I'm going to be Mosif Veholech. I'm going to build and I'm going to build and I'm going to build. I'm not going to be stuck in this status quo of, oh, I've got it in front of me. I've got nothing to work with. Says Beis Hillel. Mosef, Aholech, I'm going to start with the first candle. Like the Lubavitcher Rebbe says beautifully, that Yiddishkeit's like a candle. When I go and I light somebody else on fire, it doesn't take anything away from, my, from me and my candle. That's the whole Vord of Chinuch. That's the whole Vord of exciting other people and inspiring other people about Yiddishkeit. Not looking at them as a final product. We're a final product when we lay in the grave after 120 years. But every day that we're privileged to be alive, we are Mosef, Aholech. That says Rabbi David Fuchs is the exact pshat in Mahadrim and Amahadrim. We have to view our children, we have to view our grandchildren, any opportunity we interact with somebody in a store who perhaps may not be at the same level we are. We don't look at them and say, I'm not going to talk to you, I'm going to push you to the side. You have an opportunity to be Mosef Aholech. You have an opportunity to inspire, to allow that person to grow and flourish. No one's a finished product. We're not a finished product and no one that we interact with is a finished product. The Avoda, the Avoda of Hanukkah is illuminating the world not just with the physical candles, but using opportunities that we are presented with to be Megala the Ur, to reveal the light that is found in each one of us and each one of the people surrounding us. We paskin not like Beis Shammai. We paskin like Beis Hillel. Because both in Machshava and in Halacha, we're always looking to be Mosif Vaholech. Always looking to have an opportunity to grow on a personal level amongst the chevra and to be mashpia, to be able to go ahead and influence others around us. That perhaps says Rabbi David Fuchs is the pshat in poches v'holech, looking at the finished product and what I have in front of me is the only thing I have what to work with, or looking at it like beisila halmidu tarmidim harbe, finding and identifying the pintaliyid, the fire inside each one of us, not being able to be satisfied with the status quo. Being willing to even sacrifice a little bit for the manhigim so that everybody has a chilek in Torah. And ultimately culminating with this understanding of being most safe. Oh, my brother to all of us, he says we're mechin. We have to work hard to get to the point come Sunday night that when we look at those candles, we're not simply lighting a physical candle. But we're finding ways in our own personal avodah Hashem and ways to inspire others to be on others so that we can create an environment, a world that is constantly and in perpetuity being most safe. Vaholech, have a wonderful day.